This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, Cordell, we had two guys uh, lose to the season on week one. We lost Jawan James, left tackle, um, an Achilles situation. He re-injured his Achilles Mm -hmm. that he had injured. And then we lose uh, Fuller out for the season, uh, cornerback with an ACL tear. So – from an injury perspective, obviously, now the Ravens have to, you know, revamp. They have to figure out what they want to do with the offensive line uh, specifically. And then from their cornerback depth, because we obviously know the Ravens are big and having depth at cornerback, well, they're down one. And everyone can say, oh, well, well, Marcus Peters will be back and then Ronnie Stanley will be back. But the thing is, is that we do not know when they will be back. Mm-hmm. Um, we can all make guesses. We can all assume. But at this point, we have no idea how that will fare. So uh, w- from your perspective, let's start with the left tackle position. Uh, Patrick McCarry came in and I thought they did pretty well. Um, if you're the Ravens, do you keep that line that you had on Sunday um, and keep McCarry at left tackle while we wait for a Ronnie Stanley return? And do you think that that's, that's pretty much the best option that you have in winning moving forward until his return? Right now it is. I mean, you know, it keeps you from having to go out and bring in another guy right now. But the, the good thing for the Ravens, number one, is that Ronnie Stanley is on his way back. We would assume. You know, we're anticipating right now all all signs look like Stanley is on his way back. So that's the good thing. It's not like Jawan James was their starter for the season and then they just lost him game one, which is what they went through last year with Stanley. Um, but the fact that Stanley is on his way back gives them that little bit of security that they don't have to panic here as well as having Patrick McCarry, who is basically their Swiss army knife, their sixth man, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, that can fill in at pretty much anywhere along the offensive line, in my mind, besides center. Uh, and he played well, I thought. I thought Patrick McCarry played pretty well. Um, the, the offensive line seemed to get better in the passing game once he got out yeah. there. Uh, so I, I, I do think that it's a bonus for them to have him there. I think the plan will be to look at Maca- to have Makari 
be that guy going forward, but you got to have somebody there to back him up. Um, so that could be where they decide to go on the outside and, and see if they could bring anybody in. Um, they could also maybe try to look at Daniel Falele and start working him a little bit more at that left tackle spot. I don't, I don't foresee that necessarily being the case, but we've seen crazier things happen in the past. Um, but yeah, this was not a good, this is not a good situation. It's not a surprising situation. Uh, definitely don't wish this, wish this on anybody, but Juwan James has a terrible injury history and he just re-injured the same uh, Achilles that he's been dealing with. So, you know, it's again, it's not necessarily surprising, but still unfortunate and unfortunate for this team that's already trying to play plug and play at that position and you lose the, the plug guy and, and now you got to go and throw in Makari out there and it just, again, messes up the shuffle of this offensive line. But the sooner Ronnie Stanley could get back and be back to his usual self, uh, the better for the for this Ravens offense because they can't afford to go down this these next couple of games without quality left tackle play. Absolutely. And 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 I hope that they have a game plan on what to do um to help out left tackle play if somehow it struggles. I agree with you. I think that Pat McCarry played well um against the Jets. Um and so, you know, you're you're optimistic that he is able to do his job while we wait for the return of Ronnie Stanley. Um, but also if he's struggling, what are you doing to, you know, help, help your guys, uh, particularly on the outside perimeters. So um, the one thing that the Ravens obviously are really, they, they definitely key themselves on is having depth um, at the offensive line position, having depth, at the secondary position because they know that those two things are imperative um, in the national football league. And, and so luckily for them, they have a guy that is versatile that can play center that can play, you know, left tackle and, and such um, right tackle. He's played right tackle as well. So good for them. Um, and you don't feel like it's much of a loss. Uh, you know, and that is no disrespect to Juwan James by any means. I'm, I'm just saying right. that it doesn't feel like it's, leveled all the way off now yeah. that he's he's missing which is a good thing um to have that type of guy on your bench waiting you know playing waiting for the arrival of your high paid left tackle right. to right. be better who probably won't be available for another couple of weeks we would have to assume so in that regard i do think the ravens um could potentially fare well in the secondary position um, you lose Fuller to the season with an ACL. And again, I already prefaced the fact that, well, you know, technically you have Marcus Peters that hasn't um, played yet. But just like Ronnie Stanley, we don't have a time necessarily a timeline mm-hmm. for when Marcus Peters return. So how do you think the Ravens will um, overcome losing that injury? Now, I, before we before you say that, I, I want to be clear, like you and I thought that Kyle Fuller was underwhelming in training right. camp. So to me – I'm not sure how big of a loss this is in terms of like play in terms of a body. I understand it, but in terms of play, I mean, I don't feel like it's a huge loss, but Hey mate, I clearly am not a coach over there. So they may feel differently, but in the realm, how do you feel like the the Ravens overcome losing fuller in that situation? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So you know what I'm starting to figure out and some of the media members who have covered the team and just covered teams in the NFL longer than I have, have kind of put me on to, they put me on to this early too. They told me this during training camp. Some people will look like complete trash in practice and training camp and everything. And they get to the games and the real games and it's a different player. Yeah. And everybody that I talk to that covers the team has all been in agreement with us that Kyle Fuller has not looked good throughout training camp and preseason. We all are in agreement with that, but they, a lot of the, the guys that were there on Sunday told me that he actually played really well. He played, which isn't unbelievable. The defense as a whole played really well. It was right. a good game for them, I thought, for the most part. Um, and so it's just go. And then you see a guy like Isaiah Likely who balls out entire training camp. <laughs> and then they get to the game and it's like he forgot how to play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I don't, I, I expect Isaiah Likely to be legit when it's said, all said and done. But I'm just saying it's for it just it goes that way sometimes you know for right. some of these guys so and i guess Kyle Fuller was one of those um to where you know he got to the game and, and granted you know Kyle Fuller's could have been a little more real because he didn't play well last year he was benched last year in Denver so it's not out the realm to to believe that that what we saw during the training camp is who he really was right um but this the the injuries unfortunate. He was playing well Sunday, and just looking ahead, they've got a team coming in in Miami that you're going to need every defensive back you got. Really, you know, for for these guys, um, I do think. Mar- I was I was optimistic that Peters would play Sunday, and he didn't. Um, but I do. I, I really. I would be surprised if Peters doesn't play in this Dolphins game. I I would honestly be really surprised. I mean, he's jumping into the stands at MetLife pregame and running, running the the, the steps out in the stands and stuff. I mean, he's been at practice all week. Granted, he didn't have a full participant at all during that week uh, last week. So that'll be key to see if he can not only get a full participant in practice, but stack a couple of them uh, consistently back to back, and then you know I'll I'll definitely feel better. But I'm definitely still optimistic that they'll. I, I think the plan possibly was look. Let's just save. Let's just be cautious, and we think we could win this Jets game without you. That's very true. That's you, very you know, possible. I, I think it was more so like that, and they look ahead and they know what's coming up, and it's like let's 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 make sure you're. Let's just play it safe until the Dolphins game. That's a very fair point. I mean, and it's crazy that that's a 
I mean, I get it. It's the Jets, right? However, I really felt like the Jets had a pretty decent wide receiving core. So right. it's, it's shocking to me. But I guess they were like, look, it don't matter. We still feel like that the, we're the better team. We're, we'll, we'll come out with a win. It does yeah. No matter who's playing. Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, doesn't matter, right? Yeah. All right, fine. And then they lost their left tackle as well. So there, mm-hmm. there's, there's that struggle. Um, but that's a risky choice to take. But I also understand it because now you come to Miami – um, that has, you know, Jalen Waddle. They have Tyreek Hill. You know what I mean? They have a, a, a good tight end situation um, with Gusecki. So I guess, you know, you do have to look at that and say, I'd much rather hold him down, uh, hold him back for this game because I feel like this is a game we're going to win no matter what as opposed to – and I'm not saying that they don't think that way about Miami. I just think that Miami has – it's a different – feel right yes they have a rookie coach they're going in with a rookie coach but uh you know Tua is their starter we know that we all know what Tyreek Hill can do whether right. Tua is going to get the ball to him or not doesn't matter I mean it does matter but you don't want Tyreek Hill blowing past your secondary and, and I, I just feel like even with that Tyreek Hill and these boys they I mean the game Sunday they was making plays. Tyreek, yeah. I, I keep telling, I've been yep. telling people because everybody's got a, everybody feels a certain way about Tua. I like Tua personally. I've always liked Tua ever since college. He just, he can hit the open man. That's one thing about him. He may not have a, a cannon for an arm, but if there's a receiver that's open, Tua can most likely hit him. He yeah. did that in college, being one of the more accurate quarterbacks at the time. Last year, statistically, he was one of the more accurate quarterbacks. Now, granted, it was a lot of dink and dunk last year, but watching the game this past Sunday and their win over the Patriots, uh, Tyreek Hill had a play. I mean, he's taking the ball one-handed from the corner. The Jalen Waddle touchdown was really Waddle just splitting two guys and just going the next 30 yards by himself. I mean, they've got guys that can make plays. (laughs) outside at the receiver position and the Ravens are going to need all hands on deck. I thought Brandon Stevens played really well in the Jets game. They're going to need him to really be on point in this Dolphins game because assuming Peters isn't on the field, Brandon Stevens is going to be the next man up. He He's going to be the, the, the main guy on the outside on the other side. Uh, and then you'll have to rely on Pepe Williams a lot. You'll have to rely on Jalen Armour Davis a lot. Uh, Kyle yeah. Fuller, I mean, not Kyle Fuller, uh, Kyle Hamilton, who's who played a lot this past Sunday. He's not just going to be able to be an innocent bystander this Sunday. He's going to yeah. have to step up. Everybody's going to have to step up uh, in this game coming up, especially if you're going to be short on corners. Now, they've got a couple of corners on the practice squad. I wouldn't be surprised to see them call up Kavon Seymour if they choose to. Um, but I, I think Peter's or be good to go on Sunday. I think that was kind of their thinking going into the Jets game. And I think losing Kyle Fuller will, if not expedite this situation with Peters to, even if they weren't thinking about bringing him back this Sunday, maybe they give it a little more thought now with Kyle Fuller not being there. Yeah. And that's valid. And, and, you know, I don't, dislike Tua at all um I think that Tua is a guy that yeah the deep ball might not be his best his best consistent um play um but I think like you said I think he does get the ball to his guys and and shorten intermediate passes I think he does it just fine 
I'm just not interested in seeing the possibility of Waddle and Hill blowing past uh, defenders. So uh, I really hope that Marcus Peters is available for this game because, like you said, you lose one guy in Kyle Fuller. And then you have to start depending on guys that lack experience, like mm-hmm. Armour Davis or, 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 you know, whatever. We love Pepe Williams. You, you know, we love the potential of Pepe Williams. However, we still have to be um, realistic about – Pepe Williams, he's going to have some struggles because he's a young player. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you you don't want to put him in a position of failure against guys in that you know in that in that area in Tyreek Hill and uh, Jalen Waddle. So I, I think you're right. I hope you're right that yeah. uh, the arrival of Marcus Peters is at home in T Bank Stadium week two against the Miami Dolphins because they need him. More oh, now yeah. than ever. <laughs> they definitely. This is this is where the Ravens need that you know that uh that that situation where really Ravens are one of the few teams in the league that have two potential shutdown corners, and these are the type of games you need both of those guys. Yeah, uh, Marcus Williams being on the back end definitely helps. Hopefully, it means that these receivers won't be able to really get take the top off this defense. Um, but if Marcus Williams plays the way he did Sunday behind Peters and Marlon Humphrey and the rest of those guys. And that defensive line, obviously, if they're – because this this Dolphins O-line, we could talk about this maybe on a Thursday episode looking at, you know, when we really go into a more in-depth breakdown uh, on a Friday episode, uh, uh, I mean, uh, of this Dolphins offensive line, that it's, it's not pretty over there either. It's, it's a little better than the Jets, but it's, a, it's an O-line that I think that – this defensive line can win against if they play the way they did Sunday. Right. I agree. So hopefully um, I'm crossing my fingers that there is a Marcus Peters sighting on the field uh, at one o'clock on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. 